the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, where your success is determined by your connections. Hey, I got in the studio today, Mr. Carl Walsh, our producer and co-host, Big Papa. Your success is determined by your connections. Oh, yeah. I like you that, You didn't know man. that, huh? Well, I should be really successful since I'm connected to you, though. <laughs> hey, Carl, who do we have on the show today? I'm excited about it. Well, be excited because she is an excitable person. We have the one and only God's gift to the world, Miss Kiwoba Alaire. Kiwoba, welcome to the uh, Carl and Carl Show. He's got this real professional name. I just call it the Carl and Carl Show. Welcome, Kiwoba. Well, good morning, gentlemen, and I already feel more connected being See? on this show. I'm See? so honored. Thank you so much. Well, the honor is ours. So let's just jump right into it because everyone knows Kiwoba Allaire. Uh, you have uh, been part of um, uh, one of the most influential people in the Bay Area and, and been honored by every organization uh, in the Bay Area. So tell us a little bit about who you are specifically so we can get into a conversation. Um, well, I'm a native San Franciscan, born and raised, and I now live in Fremont with my awesome husband, Patrick, and my three-year-old son. And uh, like Carl mentioned, very blessed to have been awarded a top 50 multicultural leader um, by Diversity Council, top 100 women of influence um, by the Silicon Valley Journal, and uh, the list goes on. I've been very, very blessed. I work in tech, and I work at a fantastic company called Confluent here in Palo Alto. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to represent black women in technology. Mm. So you, were, you said you were, you were honored by uh, and, and as a part of the 100 most influential Bay Area women, not just black, but Bay Area. How did yeah. how, how did that make you feel? Um, that's an that's an incredible honor. You know, given that honor by the San Francisco um, Silicon Valley San Francisco um, Business Times last year, and I think I was one of two or three, and I was really impressed that the Silicon Valley Business Journal represented, let's see, they recognized about four or five of us this year. So out of 100 women, I think I was one of five black women on the list. And it's, um, it's an opportunity for young girls that, you know, you know, the young girls of color 
black and Latina girls to be able to look up and see, wow, you know, black women are being recognized for awards all through Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. It is such an honor. Well, I love that because people always quote, uh, you can't be what you can't see. Exactly. And and you started something there because uh, being a, a black woman in tech, can you share with us, is there still that, uh, you know, that ceiling that people talk about? I would say the challenges are unfortunately depicted from the media. You know, angry black woman, um, lazy, moody, um, you know, these, these types of stereotypes that really make it hard to push through in tech because people have preconceived um, ideas about you. And so it makes it tough to be your authentic self because you're constantly trying to prove that you're not what they see on TV or not what they see in, in social media. Mm, you know, you know that's, um, that's been a challenge for all of Silicon Valley lately is, uh, you know, how to uh, get folks into tech of color. Mm-hmm. And then the other part, the retention part, how do you keep folks in technology or how do you keep folks out here in Silicon Valley? Do you have an idea about that or something you want to talk about that? I would say it really stems from recruiting and, you know, I just encourage all recruiters from at all companies to not just hire people that look like you, but to really make an effort to hire um, and it's diverse you know, look into the the black colleges, you know, look into black city colleges as well. There's a lot of talented people in community colleges. Um, look into diverse cultures. Look into the Latino cultures and the African-American cultures. Um, there is a wealth of talent there, a wealth. And I think once we start, you know, really stop talking about diversity and actually doing something about diversity in Silicon Valley and technology and tech companies, that's when we're going to see a difference because, you know, people need to realize that, or companies need to realize that their innovation will not work if it's not diverse. Minorities will be the majority by 2050. And if the innovation is not culturally diverse, it just won't work. Well, you know, you're saying something that I've been preaching for a long time. It isn't about Mm -hmm. hiring people just to have a diverse looking culture. It's about affecting Mm -hmm. the bottom line. At the end of the day, companies should be more profitable. And there are studies that are coming out now that are showing that those companies that have that diverse workforce have a diverse thinking pool. Those companies are more creative. They get more, you know, folks working with them more customers, you know. But let me ask you a question when you talked about it's about hiring. Uh, do you feel that if there was something monetarily tied into a manager's hiring, would they hire more folks because, you know, money talks and everything else walks? I think it's more of a mindset. I think that, you know, we need to train. We really need to train our recruiters, train. Um, it's, it comes from the top down, you know, the, the leaders, um, all the leadership of these companies, the CEOs and the presidents need to be sending the message from the top down saying, look, if you're going to come to me with five resumes, three of them better be culturally diverse. 
And, you know, if you're not able to, to do that, then, you know, we'll find somebody who can. It really needs to, to be a mindset. I don't think that we should be bribing people to hire diverse. Well, you come from from both aspects as a when it comes to um, um, retention, working as a as an African American woman in the industry, and what you do in the STEM field with some of the young ladies that you work with. Tell us a little bit about your work with STEM and how you actually prepare some of these young ladies to get into the uh, the workforce. Well, it it really started from the fact that I walk around in Silicon Valley and and the companies that I work in and my friends work in, and I don't see anybody that looks like myself on a daily basis. And I used to complain to the recruiting departments and and, um, management, and I started to realize that I need to be the change I wanted to see, stop complaining about it, and do something about it, stop talking about it, and get out there and make a difference. So I decided to create Girl STEM Stars, which advances black and Latina girls in science, technology, engineering, and math, STEM. That is a worldwide acronym, STEM. And this way, I expose them through this nonprofit. I expose these girls to um, black NASA rocket scientists, to Latina mayors in Silicon Valley, to Congresswoman Jackie Spear, bring them to NASA, I bring them to Maker's Fair, I bring them to tech events, I host tech events at different tech companies like Microsoft, Informatica, and uh, Oh, you, oh, you mentioned something. I got to jump in here real quick. This is a oh, plug. Sure. This is a plug. Kiwoba, you hosted the first Bay Area oh, yeah. black, black youth, youth. Hackathon that the Silicon yes. Valley was a part of last year. How awesome. can how can people see the videos? Do you have like a website or some number that we could start putting out there so people would know how to reach you and connect with you? Yes, it is girlstemstars.org. G I R L S T E M S T A R S dot org. There is a sign up right there on the front page of the website. And I'll get a ping and I'll respond right back to you. Man, is there anything else you want to share? We probably got about two more minutes left and there could be something in your heart. You really wanted to get out to our listeners because we know if there are young black females who are thinking about getting into technology, there could be something yes. that you could share. Would you, you just take the time and go ahead and share it, Keith? I would say that to the, to the young black and Latina girls, realize that STEM is in every part of your life. Science, technology, engineering, and math. You can have fun with STEM by going scuba diving. You can get into the best colleges. It will give you power over your life if you really focus on the STEM field. And understand that education is the new cool. I must be really cool because I'm very educated. <laughs> I'm very, I got a big brain. Education <laughs> is a new buzzword. I like it's that. Cool. Education is. A, I got to tell my daughter that because she told me the other day, man, she's 13. She said, Dad, I can't be smart because I'm not cool if I'm smart. Oh, I got to uh-huh. say, Miss Kawoba, I'm going to send you over to Miss Kawoba Alaire's house. You know house. who I got that from? Hmm. Michelle Obama, First Lady oh, yeah? Michelle Obama. Wow. She yeah. said that the new buzzword is education, and education is cool. She liked getting up early, getting to school on time, getting all her homework done. It made her feel good, and she said that was cool. 
look at her now. <laughs> Kiwoba, we got about 30 seconds left. What could you share, like a connection that made, you know, that helped you get where you're at today? So people really understand that, that connections really do matter. Connections definitely matter. Put yourself out there. I would say if you don't have a, a LinkedIn profile, get one. You know, people are on Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, but you've got to LinkedIn should be your Facebook and your and your chat Snapchat. I am checking my LinkedIn all day long. It is a very powerful tool mm. and it will help you get connected Great. into companies and, and into colleges, meeting the people that you need to meet. I've had people reach out to me, CEOs from all over the nation right. and all over the world right. and things pop up and people reach out. Right. I got my new job off that right. way. I'm well, like, somebody me, reached out to me on LinkedIn. Right, Kiroba, I, I you do have a fantastic LinkedIn and I, and I encourage everyone to go out <laughs> to look for it. Kiroba, we are honored to have you on the show today. We Thank look forward so to much. talking to you again. Uh, I hope everything goes well with you and your family. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Miss Kiroba Allaire. God bless you all. Thank you. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hey, we're back. This is Carl Davis Jr. with Silicon Valley Business Connections, and welcome to the second half of our show. I have my producer in the, in the audience today. No, in the house. That's Carl Welch. In the house. Carl Welch. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> but this ought to be real confusing for everyone today because we have the Carl, Carl, and Carl show because our host today is Mr. Carl Gardino of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. And Carl, I just want to jump in at Carl and let you explain to our audience what is the Silicon Valley Leadership Group and, uh, and what's your involvement? Well, Carl Davis and Carl Welch. Thank you for allowing me to be on the show. Again, my name is Carl Guardino. I'm CEO of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. And our organization brings together about 400 of the Valley's most respected CEOs from struggling startups to iconic global brands with one common mission, and that's to make the quality of life and the economic competitiveness of our region, state, and nation as strong as possible. And we focus on the issues that we all care about, whether we're families in our living rooms or CEOs in their boardrooms, issues like traffic and housing and quality health care and education, a sound environment and affordable energy. The issues that knit us all together is what we hope to tackle successfully here in Silicon Valley and beyond. Wow. Carl, I want to ask you this, and this is for me personally, because uh, I've known you for about maybe a couple of years now. Um, tell us a little bit about you, Carl, and how you actually became the CEO of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. Well, 20 years ago, I caught this group of wonderful CEOs from innovation economy companies, probably on a bad day for them because they took a risk on a young guy and said, we're going to make you CEO of the leadership group. I was 34 years old at the time. And it's been the most fulfilling professional experience I've had in my adult life, uh, having a chance to work on such important issues to everyone who lives, works, uh, or plays in our region. And that's why we focus on those issues that frustrate all of us, like traffic congestion with our 
big traffic relief measure that we passed last year with 72% of the votes, or housing work through our housing trust fund, uh, education through all the work we do for diversifying our STEM pipeline. Uh, those are the issues that get me and my team up every morning, and it's, it's just an honor to be in such a role. Well, I was I was very proud to uh, be a part of, uh, I guess that was Measure B, right? <laughs> Measure B for better commutes and better roads, also for the second segment of BART and bikes and buses. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's neat when we see uh, our partners at the Black Chamber come together with our geographic chambers, but also environmental groups and uh, neighborhood associations, pastors of our churches and others say, we, you know, we've got our differences sometimes. But we have a lot more that unites us than divides us. And one of those things that unites us is that we need to do something about our lack of transit options, our traffic congestion, and the deteriorating conditions of our local streets and roads. And that's why 72% of our public came together to pass Measure B, which we'll start implementing this year, 2017, uh, for those improvements that we all create. Oh, man. And, and Carl, I thought it was just for the jelly because I still have some of that jelly that you gave me at our Blacks in Business, Blacks in Technology. It, it was jam. It wasn't jelly. It was jam. Oh, yeah. I got to know. Representative. Yeah. Jam. We had, a lot of, we had a lot of fun on that campaign. And one was uh, we passed out 10,000 jars of what we called our no traffic jams, jars go. of jam for a sweeter commute. So, yes, on Measure B, uh, that, that dinner that you hosted for uh, your award ceremony the Black Chamber of Commerce was so inspiring, watching the people that you honored, including our own board member, Shelley Archambault, CEO of Metricstream, uh, the CEO of Brocade, and others. You sure know how to put on an inspirational evening, Carl Bates. Oh, thank you, Carl, man. You're such a wonderful person. You know, speaking of that, um, you know, that night, um, Shelley Archambault, um, she won the Technology Award. And uh, remember the gentleman that we honored toward the end? His name is Roy Clay Sr. Yes. A lot of people don't know, but uh, Roy Clay Sr., you know, he's considered, if somebody Googles him, he's like the godfather of Silicon Valley. So he's huge to us. As a matter of fact, Roy's going to be on the show pretty soon, too. So, But, Carl, we are, man, you've done so much work, man. I want to find out what do you have coming up next? What do you got coming up, Nick, Carl? Well, thank you. A couple of things. On the, on the policy side, now that we've passed Measure B for better commutes and better roads in Silicon Valley, we're, looking, uh, we're working closely with the mayors of the three largest Bay Area cities, Mayor Ricardo in San Jose, Mayor Lee in San Francisco, Mayor Schaaf in Oakland, about a potential measure in 2018 for transportation improvements of regional significance. What are we going to do about the Caltrain corridor, the 101 corridor, uh, the corridor in the East Bay? How are we going to make this work for all the citizens in this vibrant economy? Uh, On the community side, uh, we have one of our favorites coming up, hosted by Santa Clara University. It'll be our fifth annual uh, check that fourth annual Lamb Research Heart and Souls Run, where we fund putting salad bars in underserved schools and in underserved community centers like the YMCA, the YWCA, Boys and Girls Clubs of Silicon Valley in the Bay Area, so that as we're trying to get our young people to exercise their minds and nourish their minds, we're also making sure that they have nourishing foods to fuel their bodies in a healthy way. So that's going to be April 25th 
a 5K and a 10K run and walk, and we give away all the money. Uh, we've put 192 uh, salad bars in 192 schools in just the last three years alone, 150,000 primarily poor kids eating better today because of that community effort. We would love to partner once again with the Black Chamber of Commerce in that effort. Wow, that's fantastic. Hey, Carl, is there a website or something you want to say now, and we'll also do it at the end of the show? Is there some website that people can go and get some of this information? We'd be honored if people visited our website or read my weekly blog. The website is uh, just uh, Google Silicon Valley Leadership Group, but it's svlg.org. Again, our initials, svlg.org. That has a list of the 400 member company CEOs who own our organization, uh, our board of directors, great leaders like Shelley Archambault, and all of our policy and community work as well. Well, you know, that's huge. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out if Carl's got a question for you because Carl's got a couple kids up here in the Bay Area. It is very, very important that we do something to where we can improve the health of our kids. And, and as we all know, Silicon Valley impacts the world. So the things that we do, the models that we set up, the best practices that we do in Silicon Valley, we really can say in our hearts could impact the world. Carl. Yeah, I definitely want to thank you for the salad bars. Both of my kids go to two different schools here, in the, uh, and uh, there are salad bars in those schools. They're inner city schools. So now that I know that who actually provided those, I definitely want to thank you for that because uh, it helps them get off the chips and the sodas and, and start eating uh, you know, better food that's more nutritional uh, uh, for them. But I want to ask you, when you guys talk about champion championing these things like Measure B or tax policies, tax and innovation. What exactly do, does the organization do uh, with that? Well, we work on programs, policies, and projects that are going to truly move the ball forward in a positive, proactive way. On the policy level, that can be an ordinance at the city or county level or state or federal legislation. Uh, last year, we worked with the president, President Obama, and his administration to secure another $150 million to continue to electrify Caltrain commuter rail service. Mm-hmm. That's an example on the policy side. Uh, on the programmatic side, uh, we work very carefully with San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo to diversify our STEM pipeline, science, technology, engineering, and math, through our STEM in the gym with Mayor Sam, where we bring together hundreds of kids with their parents in middle school to get them excited about STEM, but more than excited and inspired, actually enrolled in in-depth summer school algebra programs through the Silicon Valley Education Foundation so we can turn one night of inspiration into a lifeline, a lifetime of preparation. Uh, And then on the project side, uh, our housing trust fund, which has provided homes that are affordable to working families or even those who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless. We've helped 23,000 individuals and families in just the last two decades alone. So we're going to continue to do the important work that impacts everyone who lives and works in our region. Wow. Man, Carl, you've done a lot, man. Uh, now we got about maybe two minutes left, Carl, but I want to ask something personal for you, Carl. Like, what's the future for Carl Gardino? Like, what are you thinking about that uh, that you're going to do next in maybe a year, two, or five years from now? What's, what's, it, what's, in, uh, what's in the future for you? From a professional perspective, I've always found that you focus on the game you're in, not on the next game. And for us, two years from now, we've 
really want to be driving that regional measure of transportation improvements of truly regional significance. We want to figure out what, what next we can do uh, around not only our homeless crisis, which is so vital, but our housing crisis for those who are looking to buy a home or to get into an affordable rental home in such a high-cost region where we've provided 500,000 new jobs in the last six years, but only 55,000 new homes. That math doesn't work if we're going to adequately address our housing challenge. So that's going to be my professional focus over the next two years. And personally, I got two little girls, and they want to see their daddy a whole lot more. So that's going to be the personal focus. Uh, you have a wonderful wife. I, I was very happy to meet your gorgeous wife. Hey, Carl, um, in the last minute that we have, Carl, you know, um, you, we have some programs, too, and we definitely want to connect with you about that. I want, to, I want everybody to hear the website again. It's svlg.org. That stands for Silicon Valley Leadership Group.org. And his blog? He said a blog, but he didn't give us the – is it on the foundation um, website? Yes, my blog which is uh, my, my weekly food for thought messages are, are there on the website as well. Or, or people can find that um, by following me on Twitter as well. Okay. In, in our last minute, Carl, and for our audience that's going to hear this, what could they possibly do to enhance anything that you're doing? Just give them a one-minute thing of what they could possibly do to enhance what you're doing. Well, people are passionate about traffic and housing, education and the environment, healthcare and energy policy, then they should reach out to the leadership group through our website or just reach out to me directly. Uh, if you're from one of our 400 member companies, we want to engage you in that direct way. If you're just a, com- a community member, uh, engaged citizen that wants to make a difference through our many partnership programs we would like to engage. But we, we have a saying at the leadership group, you can be engaged or enraged. And we find <laughs> it a lot more positive and productive when people engage in a way that actually gets something done that's good for all of us. Oh, man. Well, we've been very we've been very thankful, Carl, that uh, that you work with not only our community, but all communities here in Silicon Valley. And if people want to know something about Silicon Valley, they need to tune in. It's the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. It's SVLG.org. And this has been our guest today, Mr. Carl Gardino. Thank you, Carl. We really appreciate you coming on. Carl Davis, Carl Welch, thank you both for all you do in our valley. Thank you. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.